This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. Mm, my guy, nice awesome, awesome, awesome. I like that fucking hat that O got on. Yeah, what that, um, what what's that, that I mean, like Blu-rays? Is, is, is there a season in Canada that kicked off I'm not aware of? We got a, a, a Toronto. Are, are we got we a hockey hat, hat on? Wait, did you just come back from Toronto? Is that the Blue Leafs? Wait, wait. No, wait. You just came back from Canada. Not the Raptors. Is this the Raptors? Edwin's crispy with the gold. Edwin's shining in the camera. That shit look like you just got a gold symbol in your head. You just got to blend in with the rest of your life. Are you still wearing a hat on? You got a hat on? Is that a hat? Are you supposed to wear from Niagara Falls? Did you have enough curry out there? Did you swim through Niagara Falls? Is that what happened? And plenty of too. So I know you. Where did you get that gold leaf from? Runs the love to live there too. I mean, they saw the gold leaf minus the hat. That the they... aspirin is pretty thick up there. So why? Why know. is it? Why is it that the two of you, when you light skinned motherfuckers get together, you like to just fucking? <laughs> I think like, you're all asking. I, hold up, hold up. I, I, I thought that I was a nice person. <laughs> I honestly thought that I was a good, yeah. decent person. <laughs> But you two motherfuckers, so. the way you guys be getting together, I'm like, God damn, who did I who did I fuck with in my previous life <laughs> to get to deal with you two motherfuckers? Oh my god! Oh, Where'd you get the hat at though? The hat nah, at for real? Nah, where'd you get that from? Did, did you just get Where'd back from Canada? Nah, man, I bought it on fucking line. You guys are terrible. And it's a Raptors hat. Oh, it's a Raptors hat. Okay, yeah, you should have left that there online. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see this nigga? Got this. You should have left that shit in the cart, my man. <laughs> like the Amazon, you know, like the oh the OnlyFans chicks be having full ass Amazon carts waiting for some strip ass dude to come through and and pay for their shit. That's what you should have oh did. You should have you should have waited. <laughs> I don't know why your wife let you do that. She didn't know. Shut the this. fuck. She didn't, shut, she didn't know. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Because she would up. never let you go out the house all black. Shut, shut <laughs> up. Like, really? You going outside shut naked? <laughs> what the fuck is <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? Like, what if you put some damn clothes on? Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You better go ahead with a nice new friend to make sure that you're okay. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got a black hat and a black hoodie. Like who we sticking? You know, up? You, who we robbing? Tonight? You know what's you know what's funny. Man? Col- colorism can be funny at times, my guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, nigga. I'm sorry. And you know what, what's what's messed up is that I get folks folks in my fucking DM talking about you guys talk too much about light skin and dark skin. You guys are part of the problem. Like, bitch, shut the fuck somebody, up. Somebody, somebody light skin said that too. We're trying to bring those they, they were light uh, of the light skin squad. Light-skin. They won't be around for yes. long. The LSs are moving in strong <laughs> to, get, to get rid of the, the mean, light skin folks. I mean, there are I mean, burdens we have to carry, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Brown, we're trying to leave with Chris Brown, you know, he's he's hanging on by a thread, you know. You just got to endure that. This motherfucker don't know who Robert Glasper is, so I don't know how long he's going to be hanging around. That nigga can yeah. sing and dance. Yeah, you know, move. you know, people love him. Yeah. He it wasn't Rihanna. It wasn't the fact that he beat Rihanna's ass. It's the fact that that was yeah, that wasn't it. Yeah, that, that was exactly. You know, exactly. Got to wait for Robert Glasper. Dude, real talk, man. Why are people? Why were people hating on Rihanna for this damn Super Bowl performance? 
Like it wasn't terrible. my cup of tea. I, I mean, there, there was no way that, that she was going to please that. everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And plus, I mean, the biggest expectation was that she was, you know, in some way going to infer or refer to some new a shit. new album, new music. You know? I mean, she did yeah. mention this, you know, on the way in the, in the rollout to this event. You know, and um, and the vibe, the vibe, you know, little things I'm hearing is that, you know, that vibe is definitely in the air. That she wants to make it happen. That she's about to actually put some people up in place up at Fenty so she can focus. And that's what so, she dropped the next day. Literally after the Super Bowl, she ran a new Savage Fenty ad for her clothing line. So it was just like, but that's what the Super Bowl halftime show is, right? It's it was just all a about commercial. Yeah, it's a rollout for yourself. And I mean. It was Rihanna. I never was somebody who was like, oh my God, Rihanna's music is playing. I'm going to run to the radio and listen to it. It was never that. She's always just been an, an attractive woman, someone who exudes strong sexuality. So she was always something that motherfuckers want to run and gravitate to. Like, yo, yeah. Rihanna's on. She fine as fuck. Okay. Turn her music now. Let's watch her. <laughs> you know? you're stupid, you're stupid. I just yeah. don't understand that it seems like there's been a I won't say celebrities, but there's been a lot of talking heads, people on Twitter and elsewhere that were making so much noise about her, her halftime show. And I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not anti Rihanna, but at the same time, I was like, it wasn't that, it wasn't that terrible for me to think that I needed to go on social media and just start lambasting a young woman for, for her show. Like that was, that Donald Trump, happen. that was not yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a black woman, so I guess you know, there's there's some people yeah. that when they yeah. see and black plus, women, they white, help themselves. white evangelicals and black evangelicals were all, you know, they had their crosses in a bunch because they called it demonic. But but I don't understand like, why I don't understand, I don't understand that. that. Oh, she was dressed in red. Okay, that's what it was. So you can't wear red now. I haven't heard. I haven't, I haven't heard that. Oh my God! Yeah, no, they, they, no, I've, they're, they're, yeah, there's been, they've been out there. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's been black Christians who have been leading the way on this too, which uh, is so fascinating. Somebody needs, somebody needs clicks to to pay off. They need to go quietly but, masturbate in the corner and get one off so they can get their minds right. I think that's the solution for all of them. <laughs> this motherfucker here, I guess. Well, I so let me ask you guys a question. Yeah, what's up? That was a smooth transition. You tried to it, kick it, was, it, was, it was very, oh. very smooth, very smooth. Yeah, I can pull it back out, though. Don't know where about to get it. Pull it back out. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh. This, this motherfucker just can't control himself. Anyway, so che- so check this out, man. I was sent a. Well, oh, let me take a step back and ask the the question appropriately. All right. Would e- would either one of you be willing to attend a girls' night? I only have two questions. Uh, actually, one. Okay. Uh, well, no, two. Are these attractive women? And is this a black girl's night? Because if it's a white girl's night, fuck no. Um, um, I, uh, my only answer to that, my friend, is uh, Haitian wife. <laughs> okay, um, you know what? I am very happy that neither one of you understood the context of that okay so apparently on the social medias there's this thing that's been going around where there are women that have invited their partners 
to a girl's night. The okay. purpose of that is so that he gets passed around like a hookah at the damn girls' night. So the the and Twitter again, post, or the social media post. One time, <laughs> hold up, but you you have to be somebody's partner. You can't just go dolo. Oh no 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 no! I can sign up for a partner for a day. Listen, <laughs> partner for a day. Oh, you you, you man, you just you, you just gave this cat. His quest for the year. Listen, bro, what? This, 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 this brother is is this brother is on his own is on, is on, is on breath of the wild listen, quest man, right now. Listen, listen bro, he, listen. He, he, about, he about to pack up and uh, strap up, and uh, he's gone. He about, about to, to start, now. He's, the, he's about to go now. About to start handing out meat like it's free cheese in the first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about I'm going where I need it. <laughs> Duty calls, okay. Duty calls. This can't go right. with the oh, you, you're in need of the meats? Okay. <laughs> Crushy, <laughs> stupid as shit. Nah, so uh, apparently, right, so this, this is how it was presented to me. Right, so right. the initial post, I believe, was sarcasm, right? right? Or just just a joke in general. Okay. Basically, someone was saying, hey, if you bring your man to girls' night, can we fuck him? And then there's this long string of responses and jokes and so on. Right. So the person that sent it to me I was like, "Oh, this is this is interesting." Only to be told that this is a thing. Apparently, it is a thing. It's been circles. a thing for a long time. In certain circles, yes, it That's, is a thing where women it's also a thing at if they are bridal, comfortable bridal showers. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, man, this that's, that's you know we need to do a in the black. No, 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 no. No, I need, I need, I need, I need you to explain that and explain that in detail. What? This is the same, the same. Uh, at bridal, at bridal as, parties. At oh, bridal powers, bro. Oh, some. absolutely. Some. No, no, I'm not saying all. Oh, like I, I don't want. Of course, yeah, of course, I don't want to. Of course, there's probably but, some term for those joints. Yeah, fuck this. Oh yeah, man. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you. It is a huge it's thing, shit, and man. it's not only a wow, a thing that happens in white cultures, right? Because whenever we think of nasty, freaky, sexual shit, that we often think of the whites because they like to masturbate behind dumpsters and shit like that. But black folks have... <laughs> He's a bunch of sticky notes right here. <laughs> this is why. This is why I hate this dude. This is why I hate this. Bunch sticky notes right everywhere here. around that computer, man. This is exactly I why I hate this thing. All right, let me take that one down. All right, got that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check mark. Yeah, right. No, I use that word. No, but else, right though, it hasn't been going on for a long time. You know, I mean, shit. I mean, back from college days with the stripper parties to the. You know, wild shit between, you know, I mean, just, you know, I mean, usually these are groups within groups where this shit Within happens. groups who are in you know the saying? lifestyle groups already. Within, like, like, I yes. mean, I used to hear about wild shit with the AKAs and the, the Kappas, like, oh shit. Oh, you know, just, you know, all, all kinds of wild shit. But this thing, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, this particular configuration seems a little new to me in a certain respect. What but seems to be also, what seems to be the most interesting part is that it seems like a little, a little, it's happening more and more with married people. Man, more and more married people are moving into that sort of sexual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, 
it's I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah. It's it's yeah, really yeah. happening yeah. out here. I mean, and, it, I, and I don't necessarily. I think that the all of these types of things, regardless if you're in the lifestyle or not, have its own level of potential danger, right? Of course, um, of course. Yeah. And the biggest danger point that I see is the fact that people are not able to do two things. They're not able to communicate strongly and more importantly, check their feelings at the door. Like it's not a, yep. it's not, it's not a space where you can bring your feelings into man because your feelings will yeah. get hurt. Yeah. I, I know a, a cat, uh, who a coworker, right? Coworker who happens to be within the poly lifestyle. Right? Current coworker. Co-worker who happens to be in the podcast. <laughs> right? I, love uh, I love it. I love she, it. She is someone that I have called a predator from the day I met her. Oh, wow. Right? She has strong... Hold on. Are I'm you saying going... that in jest? No. No, 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 no. She looks to conquer and get notches underneath her belt. Right? White chick. Not my mountain. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> But she then gobbled up like three different employees, bro. She recently has gobbled up a married couple. And there is tension within the married couple because when she took the married couple to the lifestyle club, <clears throat> they chose the wife. And they left my man standing in the corner sipping on some sparkling water. Oh, wow. While his wife was getting DP'd by two brothers. And ever since then, things have not quite been the same at the house. Dog, she she just for the streets now, man. You might as well just leave that shit. <laughs> yeah, nah, bro, I was like, yo, if you need a good divorce lawyer, bro, I know like four or five. I can, you know, my send you the guy. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, he's right. Yeah, I mean, they, they need to communicate before they step in the door, like how this could go down, you know. And usually in the lifestyle, there are rules to this, man. There are conversations you have, like, you can't select somebody without me. You can't, no one touches you without you making sure that you have given them consent and that me and you have at least communicated with. And in some, a lot of instances for people who are new to the lifestyle, they are easily victimized and taken advantage of. Because in the instance of this this coworker, their life will never be the same after this. Like things have drastically changed because this a this was something that she never shared that she had this taste for mm. early on. So it's like out of the blue, you know. Yeah. yeah and I'm sitting I mean, in the break room <clears throat> chuckling because I'm like, oh, I try to tell you. Like, oh. I mean, I know wolves know wolves. So I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm. I knew of. We don't travel the same pack, but like yo, uh, I mean, careful I knew, that one right there. I mean, I knew of one woman in in our circle who seemed like um, she was having a tough time with relationships because she couldn't seem to convey the kind of lifestyle she really wanted to lead. Like you know, most dudes at this age, you know, what married, settle down one woman thing she wanted something a little different or she wanted to try some different things but she didn't she, she couldn't find a way to convey that to these dudes and you know in the relationship back to relationship until what well, you know she's just you know she's still kind of torn on how to kind of sort it out but i can only imagine what it's like you know 
I mean, I think she definitely indulged in that lifestyle, but I don't think, and maybe she did try some things with some dudes and didn't work out, you know? So, I mean, but uh, yeah, if if, if this is a thing, you know, I know it's not thinking over here. So, be safe. But but do do you? you, That's it. Gats is happy. Yeah. I can't see that happening here. That's it. That's it. But you know, a lot of folks have actually asked me after we had a brief conversation in our group about ownership right. and when mm. what it is to be in a relationship. Right. Folks have asked us to expound on that. And I know for me that I am not, nor do I think I will ever be, in an emotional and mental place to be able to not only one, share my wife with someone else, mm. but also to remove my to remove my my sense of quote unquote ownership mm. from the equation. And I know, because I say it to her all the time, that we are our own individual people we were our own individual people before we decided to get together right Right, so don't feel as though everything you do or that everything that i do needs to be blessed and sanctioned by the other sure how however this relationship there has to be a strong level of communication and clarity Mm -hmm. before we make certain decisions sure like I said, I don't know if I'm there, my guy. No, no, and no. I, I know, think that's and the I know part, folks bro. that have, have been in I'm it. Not. I know folks that have been in that's, it. I know folks that have part. tried it and it's fallen apart. It's yeah. the part. And I think one of the, the big misconceptions for folk who are outside of the lifestyle looking in, they have this real distorted and unfair view of people who participate in those type of activities like hmm, uh, okay. all they want is sex they can't okay. commit right or they, they don't know how to do these things when it's a sense of freedom that people are exhibiting and participating in and it's not like people who are in the lifestyle are just running around looking for people to engage with there is a level of ethics and 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 honesty and strong communication that participate but i think when it comes to their ownership part i don't think it's anybody's fault within the united states specifically who holds that ownership type of view that's something that we've been ingrained with from the very beginning, right? You, this man, take this woman, right. right? You are given. It's And it's wildly unfair to women, that ownership component, because we have this, of course, unfair view of men who have had a strong sexual history, even the way I'm, I'm framing that, right? A strong sexual history compared to a woman who got bodies, Right, it's a it's a whole different unfair Frame, view, yeah. and it, I mean it's patriarchy, it's all those things. But I think the yeah, ownership conversation is one that people struggle with because there's a, a fear component. Right, if I give you the freedom to do whatever you want to, there's a fear that you're going to do something to harm me. Like that, yeah. that immediately giving you I the keys you to your freedom. Yeah. Now it's giving people the freedom to go out and do something. But if it took me to give you the keys to do that, that means you were just sitting there waiting 
to be able to do this shit anytime you wanted to anyway. You didn't need my permission. It was already there. Yeah, it was already there. I just think it's a fascinating conversation that I want. I would love more people within the black diaspora, particularly in America, to have. Because I think once we begin to have these conversations about sex, sex and love not being the same thing, love and sex not being the same thing, we can move past some of these disputes to lead to broken homes, violence amongst people. When we can begin to have conversations like, listen, I've had a history of being interested in women. I've had relationships where I've cheated in every relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm committed to you and want to be with you, but I want to do something different here than that. How can we create something where I don't ultimately cause you harm by creeping behind your back? How can we do something different? And I think those types of conversations are wildly difficult and incredibly uncomfortable, but I think they can be relationship saving because again, it doesn't mean that I'm going, that I have somebody on standby. Right, 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 right. But I think that there's also a a strong conversation about, about, like you said, I think distinguishing what love and sex is and not being able to, being able to, clarify that there was an interview that mike tyson did a while back and he had this he was basically saying he's like it was difficult for him getting into relationships because if you fuck me love you i can't fuck nobody i'm one of those guys it affects me psychologically Mm -hmm. i believe somebody loves me then i fall in love with the fact that the illusion that somebody loves me at the end of the day, it was just an illusion. But I fell in love with the illusion that somebody could love me the way that I think I should be. He couldn't make that separation between the two. And that's how he was ultimately often taken advantage of by women because once they gave it up, he's like, he had, he fell in love and there was that ownership component again. That's an interesting conversation that needs to be had. Sure, is distinguishing definitely. sex from love. And does mm. one, can one exist without the other in a committed relationship you get what sure. i'm saying sure hmm. and to be honest i believe it can you believe that one can exist well, it's without being the done. other in a committed i mean i mean it's being done monogamous it's being done right now yeah i believe that it can be done and I, I think where we get tainted with this conversation is where monogamy comes into the question. If monogamy is the thing, that means everybody else is excluded, right? It means it's just me and you. But in the context of me and you being in a faithful, committed relationship, I believe that sex with other people can take place and that not be a diminishing or a a a defining status of how much I love and care for you. Mm, interesting. Mm. Interesting. All right. Also, we had a conversation briefly, briefly, briefly on our social media about um, generational wealth. I don't know how, that, how we segue from that, but I mm. mean, it's a conversation that I think that we should have because we've been finding it difficult to have that conversation in, in public circles as of late. I was just on the social media page and I was going to leave a comment because this is a conversation that I am very fascinated to hear responses of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was a video that was posted. This came, the video was from 20, 
from 2021, Tiffany Cross interviewed the mayor of um, Tulsa, Oklahoma, who she ran it back. They did. There was a report that came out in the newspaper. A journalist tracked the mayor's history back to like when they fucking got off the ships and shit. Lineham family, as you, I'm sure you know, um, enslaved nearly a thousand people. Um, and you inherited that wealth from the family, where the African Americans here in the community had their wealth taken from them. So when you say no cash payouts, I think people look at it and say, well, wow, you inherited wealth, you inherited your position in life because of uh, enslaving people who look like me. How do you reconcile saying, yeah, but that was then, and we don't owe you anything for that now? Because you're asking me about reparations for an event that was a criminal act 100 years ago. Right, but something that your family benefited from, the system of enslavement, of systemic racism. So can you imagine how the descendants of the enslaved look at your position in life compared to their own? And here you say, well, no, cash payouts make people uncomfortable. I assume you mean the white people of Tulsa and people no. who... Can you not realize how you had your family, that generational wealth that was built, gives you an advantage over black people, right? Because I think the conversation specifically was revolving around reparations and his inclination not to do any sort of thing for black people in Tulsa when it comes to reparations. So the question came to me was, okay, reparations is one way, but we also, I mean, let's keep it all the way funky, Rep the hill for reparations is going to be a long, long, long and arduous fight, whether we get it or not. Sure. What other ways are we trying to build generational wealth? And honestly, what does generational wealth look like for black Americans now? Because I think there's certain concepts that come to mind when we talk, start talking about generational wealth and not everyone shares the same, you know, shares the same concepts. So go ahead. Go ahead, Crush. You know, it seems like every time there is something that like genius manages to produce for it, for itself, it becomes quickly almost violently co-opted by the white supremacist power structure. Um, I mean, generational wealth comes from innovation and ownership on a level that, granted, other black people in history have demonstrated that literal ownership and hundreds of patents, for example. But, you know, in terms of setting this example, you know, across our, you know, across our culture, it's been hard to make ingrain that when there are like institutions that prevent you from, uh, from owning land, from, from, uh, you know, doing nothing more than having loans on homes rather than owning multiple ones. You know, as a as a trend rather than as an, as an exception. I mean, it's a host of things that seem to like you know that seem to impede or at least make it doubly difficult to establish that foundation. Not that excuse me, not that foundations aren't being established, but not nearly as much as as as, as needed as necessary. You know, the, the 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 risk for black business alone, you know, still is so high. In terms of uh, true branding and, and, and trust and market share, um, I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's a good question. Oh, 
I don't subscribe to the notion of generational wealth being a possibility for black people. <clears throat> I don't think it's a, it's, I think a select few black people will ever have generational wealth. Uh, and that's a very small, small, small segments of black America who will ever have generational wealth. Okay. And I think the stop, fair part stop, would stop for a quick second. Okay. And I apologize. Sure. I think before you go into that, describe to the listeners, to our viewers, what generational wealth looks like to you. Oh, okay. Because when I go, when I go through the comments, like I said, it doesn't seem as though everyone has the same perception. And I think generational, generational wealth would be, generations i would say at least three generations right would be financially and economically uh well free. off right free at free. least three generations would be in a place where financially they wanted for nothing there was no struggle there they had the ability to sustain their livelihoods as families for three generations. And I don't think that's a something that black people, the overwhelming majority of us, will ever experience. I mean, and I don't is, think it's a... Go ahead, I mean, we're talking. The, I mean, we're talking about the kind of wealth where the members of the family are not only free of economic hardship um they're also free to do with that money what they will so yep. endowments research philanthropy quote unquote um you know and these things further ingrain that general generational wealth aspect you know because because it not only does the wealth stay within when, when, when it's I, I, I think this kind of this kind of money is not contained within the familial structure they actually become part of their local economies in their colleges yeah. in their hospitals in their in their in their in their in their, in their, in their, in their elementary schools in their yeah. churches you know that the money think, flows out and they, and they they actually sustain a part of their local economy yeah yeah and we don't as black people in america we don't have any businesses, right, that have the capability of providing basic needs for black people on a daily basis, whether it be electric companies, whether it be toilet paper. I know we have that one paper, black paper, but they're largely distributors, right? They're not making the toilet paper. Their black business is their distributors. And again, I am someone who has supported black businesses for years, right? I've gone through, you know, the the Farrakhan stage of supporting black businesses, the, the Dr. Claude Anderson stage of supporting black businesses, all these different stages to the point where, hey, I just want to buy black because I want to make other black people happy is where I am now, right? Mm -hmm. Not on this idea that somehow, some way, if we pull our resources together, that we would be able to climb our way out of oppression. I think once we begin to actually have honest conversations and look at data, 
right? Look at the numbers. Look at the current state of Black America financially. By the year 2053, Black folks will be... overwhelming majority of us will be way below the poverty line. When you look at black businesses today, the overwhelming majority of black businesses today have less than one employee. So they're not even able to, we're not even able to sustain another family with our black businesses. And I don't want anyone to say, well, Elgin, you're being overly pessimistic out there and we should be trying. I think you should be putting things in place for your family to be financially comfortable, right? And if there's something that happens where you actually are able to do something, whether you hit the lottery or something along those lines where you're able to build generational wealth, I don't think you can build it. I think there's two ways of getting it. I think you, like white folks, you are given generational wealth through inheritance like white people have, or you actually have to step on and oppress other people in order to get generational wealth like white people have. There's no way that you are going to come together with a bunch of other black folks to build generational wealth. We as a people just do not have the money to do that. And anytime that we have done it, look at what it has taken place. I think part of the, I think part of the biggest problem, honestly, is that we have an outlook as we have an outlook that generational wealth, the end-all be-all is with us, the current generation, right? Not thinking that generational wealth takes generations to establish, to build, to moment, to, to build a momentum to create. Because it's not about necessarily you or your children per se. It's about your children's children and their children's children and so on. One of the arguments that I was having or conversations that I was having, that argument, conversations that I was having is that I think that we find ourselves as black Americans here having a difficulty of underestimating how many of us live day to day, paycheck to paycheck. It's extremely hard to think about generational wealth when you're trying to just make sure that you have food on the table on a daily basis. And to put it another way, we don't know or we have not acknowledged for whatever reason, and I have several theories of why we haven't done it, we haven't acknowledged how broke we really are as collectively a collective we are. Yes. people, yes. right? Yep. And I think yep. there's a number of reasons why we have not been able to grasp that point, but we literally, as a people, are broke. Like, we don't have it. So even when I see black people getting mad at other black people for not supporting their black business, it's like family. It's not the fact that we don't support it. It's the fact that oftentimes I have to choose between making this $50 last a week between buying your $60 hoodie. Like those are the type of things that I have to be able to choose between and you can't be mad at me. And then you got these other folks who are the new, new wave hustlers of, funneling financial literacy. Now, I know we've had conversations in the past about what financial literacy actually is compared to what we're being served, right? I think poor people are some of the greatest experts in financial literacy compared to some of the, like you want to see somebody make a dollar stretch? You want somebody to see a hundred dollars stretch for two weeks until that paycheck comes? Give it to somebody who's poor and black. Give it to somebody who is poor, black, and a woman. 
and she'll make you have the greatest meals of, of your life for the two weeks and still have five dollars left before that that paycheck hit yeah but we just ain't got it man and i know that's it's hard to hear that but are we are we having the, the appropriate conversations though because color me ignorant but i once again i i just feel like are we taking those baby steps necessary without the anticipation that it's going to turn into something fruitful for us right and i don't think we are no oh i think the reason why is it is not i don't even want to blame us for that right i can't i don't want to blame black folks for being poor in any shape right because i think when we look at the propaganda that we're continually subjected to all we know currently is black girl magic black mm-hmm. excellence we're constantly pushed with this narrative that if we just work hard we can get it out the mud and we're constantly given these extreme examples of people who are breaking the millionaire the billionaire barrier so they'll they'll hype up a jay-z and a beyonce they'll hype up a diddy but what they often neglect is the early stages of these cats how they got that money who gave them the loans what illegal activity they had to do to get there not only that but who they had to leave behind in the past and who they had to step on to get to that billionaire but when your young people are giving nothing more than that as the way the out of their oppression. Yeah, the dream. That's all we're getting is the I dream. I can't get mad at folks. Yeah, I can't get mad the at the drill rappers. I can't get, I mean, I don't like it and I think it's horrible, but I dig it. I dig getting thinking that if I just work hard and get this last pack and if I can just sell this last pack and get this demo out, I, I can make it. And I want to tell our people, that's not the state of where we are economically. One of the folks in our in our group said, uh, wealth is currently modeled after a Euro capitalist concept. I'm trying to invest in my children being self-sufficient, mentally slash emotionally slash financially healthy, all caps. The old world thinking of wealth has kept us shackled and grinding in the rat race or losing our shirts in the latest get rich schemes. Black folks, quote unquote, uh, black folks have been disproportionately harmed by crypto investment. And crypto is trash. Crypto is completely completely nonsense. Fix your concept of wealth and then invest in being healthy. So that is this gentleman's concept of what... generational wealth looks like passing on mental health along with these and i think that's part of tips or whatever so i don't want to shit on the homies viewpoint right i dig Mm. it i think that's an area that we do need to strive and work for but also the other side of it and i know he's aware of this motherfuckers ain't eating off of a healthy mindset like being healthy mentally and emotionally Ain't putting food on the table. It's not paying the bills. I and again, this is not a pushback because I understand what he's saying. And knowing this brother, I know his thought process is more expansive than what that little clip or that little thread just showed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think that mentality, the mentality that we have now is so pervasive. We don't have a communal 
mindset anymore. We have a very... Outside of the communal mindset, are we actually having conversations with our children to try and help them to avoid... I, I, think I, we don't, are. I don't. I don't know, man. I can only go off the, the circle that I travel in. I right? dig. It. I dig. It. But That's I can fair. also go to the circle of the school that I work in, so I can say, "Yes, I'm doing it." But no, these other motherfuckers are not doing it. Because you know what? Because I, t- I told you, I had not too long ago. I said, as I've been trying to navigate this financial uh, landmines that we're dealing with now, right? Oh. You know, I jump into my investments. I try to invest as much as possible into my 401k. I have my life insurance just in case for all of these things to happen to try and give my kids a leg up. I said, but okay, even if I leave them something behind, am I teaching them how to manage that after the fact? Because we know tons of people that they get a bag yeah, and they see, blow the bag. Yeah, see, like these these, these other people aren't, aren't just leaving these kids just inheritances. You know, one or two of those kids, you know, watch their dad run that business or or even even ran that business, even ran that business a summer or two, Mm -hmm, you know, before mm -hmm. he he, he passed away. And chances are in our black households, our fathers don't have time to to teach them the trade or even if, or even if, or even if, I mean, like, does, do they have the space in their life to, 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 to really have that level of nepotism no. or do, are, are they going to no, hire the most efficient worker right there? And yeah. Who's yeah. going to take this money yeah. and, and get, yeah. get to work. I mean, the, the dynamics are very different for a black business versus a white business. No, you're, you're yeah. right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's a struggle, man. But like I said, I mean, I think ultimately we should be, I hope we are having these conversations and trying to lay down the small building blocks not the big shit. We know oh, we can't always be trying to go for the home run, right? Can't Just laying these small, these small, these small building blocks. That's what like we for the eighties, right? For yeah. example, check yeah. this out. So I was talking to, uh, I was the, talking the to my, my kids. Class? I was talking to my nah. kids the other day, and I was telling them, I said, okay, <laughs> I, I added them. I, I have a credit card, and I added my kids as authorized users to my credit card, right? And the cards came in and I told and my wife, my son, he checks, helps me check the mail. And he was like, dad, I have a, I have a letter here for me. I said, oh, no, 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 <laughs> that's not for you, buddy. <laughs> Pass that over here. It was the credit card because I added him as an authorized user. The purpose of that- To what benefit? Is, to what benefit? Go ahead. Okay. So the purpose of that is when you add your child as an authorized user to your credit, it helps them to establish a line of credit earlier than what they normally would have by the time they become older. So for example, I add my son now as an authorized user. I make sure that whenever the bills come, I pay them off. I continue to do that for however many years until he becomes of age. So the next time he wants, when he wants to actually go buy a car or rent an apartment, he's already established good credit from the time he was fucking 12 years old, yeah, right? Yeah. And that helps him to be able to avoid the, I need a co-signer, or I got to live in a particular area, or I've got to get a particular car because I haven't established that. You know what I want to give you kudos for doing that. I think that's very wise financially. But I also want to acknowledge just how fucked up that is, right? It's fucked up that. that 
it's fucked up that you have to begin at such a young age with your child to not only plan for his future, but his children's future. And I say it's fucked up because black and brown people specifically, and can't forget our indigenous folks who are still being oppressed in some of the worst fucking ways, right? But it's unheartbreaking that we have to do that when Tommy and Karen literally are worried about going on a fucking ski trip tomorrow. But we're literally scraping and you're working a full-time job four different fucking hustles on the side, right? Just to equate another side job in order for you to be able to pay off a credit card, which we know is not fiscally healthy, right? In order for your children to be fucking successful. But this is what we're facing as a people, which is, I think is doing so much damage to us because we focus on the bag. And again, I'm Mm -hmm. anti-capitalist, but I'm going to work the fucking it's like, it's yeah, like our, it's yeah. like our, it's like our yeah. financial it's like the scope of our financial literacy as black people is a bunch of round robins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of a bunch of workarounds that they don't have to think about because they wrote the shit. When you start thinking about the way that black people, particularly black men, are dying younger and younger, you have to begin to attribute to that the ways in which capitalism has influenced us to pursue the fucking bag not necessarily on this greed mentality just because but we by, any means, necessary. Yep. by yeah. any means fucking necessary man it will it will, it will affect your self-worth it yeah. does it affects it does. you mentally it affects you yeah. physically i mean you yeah. you could and you could be the best father in the world your 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 your, your wife could love you to the end of the ends of the earth yeah. but if you look at your check and you feel like, oh damn, I, I, you, you, you as a man, you realize I can't do this yeah. for myself. I used to think yeah, that and, the and your, son could, your son could worship you all day. Well, yeah. you, you, you can't do this one thing for him. You're gonna be like, shit. I remember in the movies watching that dad, man. that dad who would miss holidays and basketball practices in the movies. It was one of those things where you had that dad who didn't show up to things because he was in that next meeting or he had that. I used to look at that dad like, damn, this motherfucker is choosing work over his children. He got his priorities all fucked up until I had my own children. Nigga. And then I sat back and said, you know what? There'll be a play next year too. (laughs) <laughs> There'll be a game in a couple of weeks. And those are the type of literally mental economic gymnastics Do you have try to, to make for yourself. yourself. Yeah. Like, I, damn, I can't, yeah. I got to save this PTO. I can't, yeah. baby, daddy yeah. be there next time. Yeah, yeah. Can't even lie to you, man. I know that that way of thinking damaged my relationship with my oldest because I was trying to trying to make moves trying to make moves and not even the worst part is that not every move was successful so you turn around you're like god damn i was trying to push it even worth it at the end of the day something you start you start questioning whether or not it was worth it what you could have done differently if you were just there why did i decide to it's it's a fucking mess man it's a fucking mess and we don't take that into account when we start talking about the divorce rate 
We don't talk about that when we talk about dysfunctional families. We don't talk about the economic component, how much chasing the bag and capitalism continues to do damage across the world globally, but how it has had drastic and horrendous- The effect it's had on black Americans. On no, black you're right. America. 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. We haven't introduced ourselves. We haven't no, we, done we, any we, of that shit. We was in, we was in, we was in, we was in our bag there. We was in the world. Yeah, yeah, no bullshit, no bullshit. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? Yeah, what is up? Know who they listen again. to. Yes, this indeed. Ain't the Joe Once Button again, podcast. this ain't Mad Hoffa. This ain't Adam Twenty Two. <laughs> this ain't. This Damn ass. you! You you literally <laughs> just named all of them, mother. Yes, oh, thank you for watching. Oh, Focusing in on the on the in the black podcast. In the case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world, and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know when you know better, you do better. So, I am your host, Big O, Mister in the Black himself. But you know, I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my support team. Crush, say what's up. Yeah, peace, everybody. I'm live in stereo, like true going to do. <laughs> L, El Kabong, what's up, man? <laughs> I can't call it, man. I'm in the building. No doubt, no doubt. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you finesse that thumbs up button. It helps with the algorithm, helps our video go a long way. Make sure you hit that red subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next video. But if you really want to be down, you can come and join us over at our Patreon and join some of the shenanigans that happen over there exclusively to our Patreon members. Come on over there. You will not regret it. And Last but not least, follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST. That's Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram as well. L, what do we have on deck for tonight, man? I saw us. Uh, I saw the article that you shared with us, and I it got Oof. me kind of got me kind of worried. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, man. I, I think as someone who is a, a community organizing, I'm currently working on a housing crisis campaign. Uh, here in Chester County, Pennsylvania, to help assist people who are being evicted at astronomical rates, right? But one of the conversations I was having with an elderly sister this past weekend at a coat drive is when she said, you know, Brother Elgin, uh, it's not just the housing aspect, but it's also the food we eat. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, we working on helping people get food. And she's like, no, slow down. Slow down, young man. Slow down. Uh, I'm talking about, she was like, I'm talking about the f- things that they put in our foods. And I was like, hold on, what you mean? And I had done some reading here recently, man, about uh, diabetes and high blood pressure and the, 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 the correlation and connection between the foods that you find in predominantly black poor black and brown communities compared to what you would find in wealthy, predominantly white communities and the distinction between what you find on the shelf. You go to my local grocery store, you'll find an overabundance of sugary cereals, everything from, you got 19 different flavors of tricks, a uh, hundred different flavors of Fruit Loops. You got Fruit Loops with marshmallows. You got Fruit Loops with Christmas trees. You got Fruit Loops with Black Santa. You got Fruit Loops with everything, right? And then you talk about the chips and other things, an abundance, a two aisles of soda, right? Two aisles of soda 
one aisle of sugary sugar drinks, whether it be high C or any of the other drinks. But if you go to a predominantly wealthy, rich grocery store, you'll see something wildly different. But it goes further than that. So this article was talking about how U.S. The United States has a stronghold like on, on food like they have on everything else. They are widely known for additives, preservatives, and things that they put in foods for shelf ability. And what that means is they put things in foods to ensure that it can stay on the shelf longer in order for consumers to have better access to get those things. But it's not only food that they do this to, right? They also do this, ladies and gentlemen, particularly you wine drinkers. Wine, particularly wine that is shipped to the U.S., has some of the worst, most egregious types of additives and preservatives and unhealthy things in it to maintain shelfability. But the article was talking about how U.S. food additives are banned in other countries. Things that we produce here and sell for $6.99 for a box of fucking Fruit Loops, right? That have all of these additives and red number five, because we've all known about what red number five, right? We learned about mm -hmm. that years ago. Yep, yep. But all of those additives, you can't sell those things in Europe because the experts say it almost certainly is making carcinogenic sick. Yeah. yeah. And I think of what, what brought me and was enlightening and maddening about this article is because I know black folks who live in predominantly poor working class communities, not even talking about black folks who live in food deserts, deserts. environments. Mm. I'm talking about poor working class families who have access to grocery stores still are buying poison off the shelf. Because literally, what these things are alone, taken alone, would be classified as poison. One of the things that I thought that was the most interesting part of that article is the places that have banned a majority yeah. of these additives. Yeah. When you yeah. think that China, India, Pakistan, and all these different places that you would never think mm -hmm. would be concerned with those things have mm -hmm. been like, nah, even we're like, nah, fuck it, we can't, we're not gonna put that shit in the food over here. Yeah. Like, okay, then you start to think, why is the United States allowing that to happen? And the only answer that you can actually come up with is capitalism. These What's lobbyists it? come in and they tell you, hey, yeah, we gotta we gotta kill some of these these restrictions and these fucking uh you know all these restrictions that are in, what are they what are they called yeah these restrictions that are on the uh, food that we eat and what we put in it so that we can make more money and if we make more money you know we can slide you a little bit of dough for your campaign the next go around you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah that yeah that's what blew my mind because I'm like science is science like you know if this has been <laughs> It's like, but when capitalism gets in the mix, capitalism is like, wait, 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 wait. We have American science over science. here. We have American yeah. science. We don't have y'all science. This is American science. Yeah, American yeah, science yeah. needs to be thoroughly funded uh, in all ways. Um, USD, 
I know that the USDA has, if you go to their website, it'll tell you some of the things that are allowed. They're allowable. To, to, they're allowable. And it, it's, in per, it's in percentages. Like per pound. Per every, pound per say, they say that per metric ton of whatever, yeah. you can have up to three, what was it? Like one point something percent of rat feces in, in, in your food. In food. Like in literally, food. like and you, and you would think to yourself. There should be no amount. Yeah. <laughs> there should be no amount of rat feces allowed and, in my and, cereal. And, and, but but and, apparently... And yeah. I'm like... It has I'm some like, preserving qualities. And I'm like, has anyone speculated on how much it would cost to really eliminate that 1.3%? You know, yeah. I'm like, what, yeah. like, how much would it cost? And, and yeah. then what, is, there, is there some risk involved in making it completely pure? If, or at least get down to 0.3%? Never you know going to happen. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see where, and I don't know. Well, nope. you know, ironically enough, you know, if people have, you know listen to podcasts long enough, you realize I have a sister that um, who uh, practically lived overseas for most of her life after she uh, went to uh, went to grad school. She got married, had a couple of uh, had two of the my favorite little human beings on earth, and I had to ask her today. You know, um, you know, was this kind of thing a concern for you? Between Germany and London, and coming here with the kids at um, pretty much two and three, two and four, yeah. um, and she was like, "I'll say it's verbatim." She said, "I think about this constantly. The food here is like poison compared to the food in Germany. We try to be careful with what the kids eat and spend a fortune on organic milk and meat." And she bends over backwards, making a lot of their treats, but she can't prevent them from inevitably consuming things that are banned in Europe. She has to often close her eyes and hope for the best. Hmm. And that's the, that's the part, man. Like, I, and again, I think when I looked at this article immediately, unfortunately, I began to look at my own children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because of course, we want to, you know, feed them healthy things and do all that. But then when the dollar is low and the bank account don't have them zeros in it that it used to have, you I can't to buy. I got to make decisions. You gotta it, start it, it's, decisions. It's, it's like we're back in the plantation. Damn. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, plantation with, with the hog maws and the, yeah, and the yeah. chitlins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, I mean, granted, it's a little extreme, but it's kind of it's, it's like really, that. It's just rat feces <laughs> compared to chitlins. <laughs> Raw no, look, I'm taking chillings and I don't eat yeah. the motherfuckers. Raw but I'm not eating no rat shit. Like, it's a, yeah. <laughs> but it's that thing, man. Like, yeah, man. and there's, I'm, it's very similar to what you see with big pharma, right? It's the correlation between big pharma and the food industry are very similar. Both of them have l- tons of lawyers, tons of money, tons yeah. of lobbyists who yeah. are pushing policies and their agenda behind the scenes so when we get mad rightfully so about certain politicians stance on criminal justice or bush abortion you have that democrat slide in who is aligned with general mills yep. so they're pushing general mills or aligned with pfizer and all that other pfizer. bullshit yep you 100 percent 100 percent you know, Fucking one hundred percent, and then they're feeding the kids all that sugary cereal in school all day. They can't pay attention. They oh, no. and you can't like you matter you know, Ray for not being able to sit down, motherfucker. You just gave them two bowls true. of Fruit Loops. 
Or yeah. even worse, or even worse, yeah. the kids get fed up or, with the food and don't eat. I don't eat nothing. Who don't eat or don't eat at all? No, because the food's so terrible, they don't eat it. Apparently, yeah. and they just and they just getting skinnier every day. Yeah. But you're thinking like when you're talking about that damn farmer, like that's a that was yeah. spot on with that big farmer thing. You know, the United yeah. States is the only country that allows commercials Bruh. for pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that's on weird. TV. That, that was weird, my brother-in-law. That was really weird, my brother-in-law. The only country, country that allows like, commercials for pharmaceuticals. He laughs every time he hear he sees the disclaimers at the end. He's like, like what what is it like when they make these commercials? I mean, half the script is disclaimer. Not even, not even just that, but you know, there was a long. I don't think that I don't even remember if we can pinpoint it now, but it, I, I don't think it started happening until like nineties, like 90s, early nineties, yeah, like 94. Yeah, but before that, I mean, I don't think people found it hard to get their hands on medications, right? You go to talk no, to your doctor, your doctor's already, your doctor's well, in, no, I, in, 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 I don't want to say in cahoots, but your doctor has these conversations with pharmaceuticals, and well, they give you the thing that they think is no, going to work for you, right? Well, actually, not actually, you seeing something actually, on TV was, and then actually, coming back and be like, hey, doc, actually, I need X Y. Z. Actually, let me interject there. It was a little more complicated than that. They will find what out you what, your, what, your, what your condition, what your, the diagnosis was, and they will send you to a specialist. Someone who specializes in your situation, and that person will prescribe you something from their specific... You know, the doctor didn't have to... Back then, the doctors had direct access to these things. Big Pharma was supplying specialists, but, but then they... Something happened, and they kind of didn't. Have to, they, I think they really didn't have to do that or something. And you just had a new middleman. Just yeah, had yep, a new middleman. That's it. But, that's all but it you, is. I remember right going to, to a doctor years ago and watching them pull out these pens with these words on it that I couldn't pronounce, and it used it was medicine. They would write down their stuff, their notes on pads. For medicine, so they were getting these this gear, this stuff from pharmaceutical companies yeah. as a way of pers- phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal series on Hulu. Dope sick. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I watched that all the way through. Listen, it is one it of the most. Michael Keaton was highly recommended. Oh, he he should open your eyes to he, the opioid crisis, man. Did, it will. Wait, did, didn't Keaton get a nomination for that? He got a Golden Globe. He got a Globe for yeah. that. Man. I don't watch that shit, but it, it was, was one of them. It was it was, you, it was cruel. You know how cruel. you know how I know that that show was actually spot on because you usually don't talk about TV shows at all. And then you posted. You said, said he said something about it on social media. Was scary. You said that shit on social media. I was like, hold up, this nigga watches TV. Oh shit! The legal fight was very interesting. Is that a, a, a doom pepper in the basement putting bombs <laughs> shit together? <laughs> I mean, TV. because it, it, it wrangled in so many other other side other sides of the, of the political spectrum, and it they got so mixed up and tangled up in it. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, <laughs> Me and my wife were like, what yeah, the hell is this shit? Highly recommend that shit. So, is there anything that you guys are trying to do? Or that you have intentions of doing to try and change this for your family? Because like when I was reading this article, like no bullshit, my heart dropped in my stomach. I was like the bread, like you can't even eat regular bread. But I think the part that we don't talk about, I know we want to move on a little bit, but we don't talk about how expensive it is to to eat right, right? To eat. Yeah, that that is a big conversation. To, to, to eat quasi healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So I can go buy a regular loaf of bread of honey wheat bread for a dollar ninety nine. 
that has mm -hmm. nothing but sugar and poison mm -hmm, in it. Mm -hmm. But if I want to buy something that's more healthy, sufficient, it's going to cost me four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge markup. But then you have all of your your favorite black celebrities on social media who can afford a personal chef, who can afford a personal trainer, who can afford to have a gym inside of their homes pushing this healthy lifestyle. And I'm like, yo, but you're leaving out the part where you're training for a role in a movie or you can afford this while you got the majority of your people who can't pay the fucking light bill and are literally a paycheck away from being homeless. Yeah. So, so what I've begun to do, one of the things I'm looking into is to start an urban garden uh, in my backyard. I have space for that. So that's something that I want to do with my girls uh, to begin doing that. And we've slowly chipped away at certain things like the we'll spend more on certain products that we use more frequently. So we'll spend more on bread because we use a lot of bread. We'll spend more on, you know, drinking a different type of milk than, you know, buying whole milk, which is a dollar ninety nine. We'll buy almond or oat or something along those lines. We begin to eat more raw and things like that. But again, it's difficult with children because when they go to school, the motherfuckers is yeah, not. Yeah, you can't control. You can't control it. You can't control it. And you can't really expect, even with those, with the regulations that are put in place for school food, you can't really, you can't monitor that. You can't monitor yeah. that at all. It's rough out here. I'm sure Obama tried. Well, that's a whole mm -hmm. other conversation. L, I mean, Crush, what we got on Duck Next, man? Man, I saw an interesting article uh, by The Root. They had a list of 15 people that we could, might, could see as the next black president. Um, now these names, um, you know, I could go down the whole list, but I'm sure you can guess a lot of the usual suspects from Stacey Abrams. Um, like Ayanna Presley was on this list, uh, Corey Bush, Kamala Harris, Michelle Obama. Um, some names I honestly did not, well, of course, I don't know why they put Michelle Obama, but Westmore, which is a name I've heard more than once, uh, in terms of people that have been quite impressed. Of course, he's our governor here in Maryland. Um, governor Styles P. Raphael Warnock, <laughs> Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, Austin Davis, which is a name I've know I've heard, but I can't really like I can't I can't place where. Um, Hakeem Jeffries, um, Deval Pat, uh, Patrick, uh, Barbara Lee, and of course some other you know celebrity picks. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, and lastly, oddly enough, was Robert F. Smith. Now, regardless of this list, gentlemen. <laughs> regardless of this list um i think the sentiment is definitely out there i think this is indicative of the desire for leadership or the desire or definitely what's was clearly lacking you know in the in, in, in the parties that's what stood out to me i'm like you know they're, they're making this list for a reason not that this is going to happen but really just out of a overall need i think for leadership so I mean, regardless of the list, do you do you, do you think there's any 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 reality behind any of the wishful thinking here, and behind any of these people on this list? I mean, is is the idea of another black president, you know, before we need dentures, um, a possibility with where the party is right now? That's why that's why that's why it stood out to me because I, I'm like, yeah, this is nice, this is all you know, nice you know, rainbows and unicorns. But the reality is, yeah, there are some people on this list that yeah, Westmore does impress. A lot of people, for example, 
but there's some people on this list that you know I can't possibly imagine. I mean, I can't buy, I can't imagine what the landscape. No one's no no one's gonna know what the landscape's gonna be like. Of course, the next two, four, six years. But I would love to see what you gentlemen think. I mean, you know, regardless of the the campiness of the list, you know, what do you even think of what what it's implying? None of the people on this list, honestly, have have full set of policies that align with what I'm looking for. Um, that's not to say that none of them will be elected. It's just that I am rational about the candidates that we are seeing, especially this early, right? Yeah. I will also say that I think that if we have another black president anytime soon, that it is going to be a black woman. So Westmore might as well just try and <laughs> kick it for the, the vice presidency. <laughs> you definitely think that the next black person will do will be a black is, person. Will be, I, I believe so. I believe so. Especially right. with the marquee and the focus mm -hmm. that Democrats have. And it's not to say that it's a good or a bad thing. So I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. I'm not All disparaging right. black women. All I'm right. just saying <laughs> I believe that it's going to be a black woman, specifically because of the laser focus that the Democrats have for uh, galvanizing the black vote the black female vote specifically because they are, let's keep it funky, they're the wranglers of the Democratic Party. Yeah. How they how they vote typically or who they are in love with typically is where the Democratic Party ultimately ends up leaning towards. And even if they're not necessarily leaning towards them, they ultimately are the ones that end up pushing the the vote over the top for whoever that Democratic candidate is. So, But none of these women are in, uh, in alignment with you. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. I, I mean, listen, listen. I'm I, not I, saying I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't have. I, listen, I'm not saying that they don't have any policies mm -hmm. that I wouldn't align with. But I'm looking for people that are more intentional, and I think what L would normally say, someone who's more radical yeah. in their policies. But none of these candidates at all, none of the candidates any of us know, have yeah. that type of leaning anyway. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead, L. I think it's a fascinating list, though, right? I think the list does what it's supposed to do. I think it's supposed to intentionally get people talking about black people in the presidential, you know, campaigns and all those things. I think it does that. I think that's, I think that was the objective to get the conversation started. I don't think any of these motherfuckers have an actual shot at being uh, the next president. I think. The next president, I think all of them are too far behind policy-wise and what they've already done to be able to sustain. I mean, they would have to do something massive. I think the only one who probably would have the, the actual most of a shot would be Harris, right? Because she's currently the vice president, right? I don't think anybody else on that list would You don't think be. Michelle Obama would have a chance over I Harris? I don't know. I think policy-wise, right? I think if it comes down to who's actually done the work, and I'm trying not to be I disparaging too, to, no, no, so no, I'll, no, I'll I, leave I it at that. Especially yeah. versus, uh, but I think Keisha Bottoms. Nah, nah, I wouldn't even nah. put her in that conversation to be very honest. Nah, I think I think she would be classified more locally. Like most folks would know who she is, mm -hmm. but everybody knows who you know harris's but i think i don't think any of them have a shot i think they're too far behind in the race already uh i think you know 
Republican white cats are already out here carving up the, the runway, getting ready to take off. Uh, I don't know another non-black Democrat that I could say has a great shot either. I just think the, the Democrats at large are in a really shitty situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sean, do you know a name Democratic-wise, non-black, who you can say has the ability oh, to gal to galvanize folks i think once again man we've had this conversation before but i think ultimately it all comes down to marketing and messaging right there are yeah. folks that we don't know but once these yeah. people get a little bit of groundswell and then yeah, the democratic yeah, yeah, party yeah. Like, sees obama. That, hey, like obama exactly like Perfect obama example. like Pete Buttig like like Pete Buttigieg, like all yeah. the, the list goes on the same the, the the list goes on and on once they get that grounds when they get a little bit of they they get that democratic muscle behind them they a then begin to gain that name that name notoriety now that being that not being withstanding right the biggest irk that i had with this list and i know i'm going to get hate for it and i'm i'm okay with that why is the rock on this list and i and hear me out okay I know. Are we saying? I didn't, I, look, I didn't I, mention. I did not mention. Listen, 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 end, listen. Man. <laughs> I know that the Rock is. I, I don't think he should be. I know that the Rock's father right is black. I know that the Rock's father is black. However, He's I don't clear. know. I do not. It's very seldom that you hear the Rock, the Rock. make mention of, of his black of his black side. Constantly, I've seen him talk about his Samoan side, and that I, I get it. I understand he's biracial. It's hard to do though. That is a tap dance for some folks. I, I dig all of that. I understand it. For some folks, I I dig it. I understand it. But it's just hard for me when, to, especially to say as a black candidate, when it feels as though. He doesn't necessarily intentionally, or excuse me, doesn't publicly intentionally align himself with black he people. Never, with blackness. And I'm not he saying that he hasn't. Him. I'm just saying not from what I've seen, right? No. So yeah. that's that was hard. For, that was hard for me. Nor are we saying he has to, but it's Thank it's you. a. I'll say that he doesn't have to do it either. But his Listen, lack of doing so. Let's let's keep it 100 percent because that's what we do here. These elections ultimately are what? Money, they are popularity money, money, contests. They're, popular, contest, they're, popular, yeah. they're popularity contests. And yeah. for you to be able to throw your support behind someone, it, let's let's keep it funky. It's not always just about policy. It's who you wow, see man. yourself in alignment with. People that represent you, right? That look True. like you in many cases, that represent you culturally. So if this or person- Or you aspire to be. Which you aspire well, to, be. to be, but if I'm looking at him, and he makes very seldom, if any, mentions about his black side at all, I he has say seldom of any good movies. I was going to laugh because well, I no, was no, no, that 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 <laughs> no, no. I, I, I mean, I, if know. anyone knows me, they know that I'm not. Uh, no, you're you're spot he, on he, about that. He, he takes a very you know racially neutral stance on social issues. Thank you, thank he's you. Been, that, he's that, been that, very a very that's racially it. neutral stance. You know and, that's what, very, and that's why, and that's why people. He's very Republican. That's, he he is very right leaning. 
or he's more right leaning. No, he's than a most. Republican. Well, no, he he has not said what his his demographic yeah what what his party alignment is. But he would be a some fool of the things that come out a Democrat. I mean, he would never. He would never. He would know no, he would never say it publicly. He'd be a super Even super conservative Democrat. He would, he would never he would never he would never say it. He would never super say conservative. it. And it's it's let's keep it funky. It's it's smart <laughs> for him. It's smart for him to do what it's he's worked doing. for him this far. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it has. He, he, sure. he, it has. You know, his career is actually on the down. But you see him. See him when that list was. See him when the list was ridiculous. What'd you say? He's peaked. The Rock is peaked. <laughs> He's so you, you tired of? I've I've been tired of seeing think, The Rock too, but I don't, I've been tired of seeing him. But I don't think there's another level that he can go to to make himself bigger or more relevant than he is, than to hop into the political sphere. There's nothing else you can okay. do. You've done music. You've done movies. You've done television. You've yeah. done wrestling. You've done all the things. Football. But there's nothing else. Your movie career has not shot off the way that you thought it would. It probably never will because you're a dick behind the scenes. No one the Rock wants has to made work with a ton you. of money in movies. Lee, let's as I mean, bad as the movies are. He's, I mean, he's made a ton of money I mean, with, with, with Rock. It's always like, hit let's miss. not go over the top. I mean, okay. it's always hit and miss, and it's always the yeah. but it's always extreme with the hit and misses. You know it's what I'm saying? Always, it's, it's, it's always extremely it's always bad extreme or extremely miss. good. You know what I'm saying? Well, not even that. Like, Black good, Adam, but, exactly. but it just gets by. Like, you you just dog. hated that movie to death. <laughs> you was you was bashing Black Adam. He was bashing that oh, movie man. from Jeff Street. I don't look, even think the man. movie was 30 minutes look, being released. This nigga was already on social media. This is look, trash. I, 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 I felt so bad for him because he he went he went so hard for that motherfucker for like 15 years. Yeah, pushing for this shit. Finally do the shit and get Hawkman in here with no Hawk girl. You're gonna water down Doctor Fate. Throw in some C-list motherfucker. I'm like, that shit was that shit was bogus. That shit was that just some bullshit, man. I mean, oh, yeah, he, he me, looked great. Me, he looked great in this I, one. Outside, outside, outside of the outside of the rock. Yeah. Okay. Why do these lists? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Why do these lists continuously, mm-hmm. lists like this and mm-hmm. others like it, mm-hmm. continually, continuously have Oprah Winfrey on it? Like, maybe, no bullshit. I'm, maybe, I'm maybe, genuinely I don't, asking. I don't, I don't maybe, maybe to impress her? I don't know. Maybe I don't think her. it's serious. I don't uh-huh. think there's no seriousness to it. I think they're literally looking for ways to say, okay, Let's, we got 17 people. We want a 20-person list. Who else can we add to this list to make it 20? You know what I think? You know what I honestly think? Like, as I'm thinking about it now, what I honestly think is that the Democratic Party, more than the Republican Party, is in love with star power. They love bringing out the names into celebrities to show that they're quote unquote. I don't think they're in love with star power. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm agreeing with you, but I don't think they're in love with star power. I think they want star power because they feel like they want star power to do what Trump did for the Republicans, right? They want, but that's always been their thing, though. But that's always been the Democratic Party's thing. Not disagreeing, but they have never been successful at it. I'm just, I'm just tired of seeing her name on these lists. Like the woman is. I'm just tired of her. If she's not seventy, if she's not seventy or close to seventy, like I don't know. And I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be ageist. But I mean, I would think that if she wanted to run for president, she would have already done that. She would have already done that by now. You know. But you're going to have a celebrity run. You're going to have a celebrity, a black celebrity, throw their hat into this race, and I can see someone like Jay Z doing it. Uh, I can see him nah. putting himself in position. 
Jesus God, I hope that doesn't take place. Uh, but I can see someone of that ilk rising up to try to do something along those lines. I think it's a terrible idea for America and for Jay-Z. Like, you're too sensitive for that shit, Hove. You can't. Uh, you just do. You're talking about sensitive thugs need hugs. Shit, hug yourself, <laughs> my man. Now, you know, what, what might be possible is someone that these guys quietly endorse through the ranks, you know, as they go from senator to congressman, blah, blah, blah. I could see that happening. I could see I could see yeah. somebody being quietly shepherded, you know, through the system somehow. With, ain't gonna, you know, it ain't gonna be no Democrat in office, bro. It's gonna be a motherfucking Republican that's gonna be up in that motherfucker. Well, if the, the Dems win that well, shit, I am going to be like, what? Yeah, yeah, well, well. All right, right about now is the time we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Crush, what's up? Man, I can't remember if I mentioned this last time. Um, but did I mention uh, True Boy last time? Man? I don't think so. Okay, well, I have to now, I guess, because it's been on my mind for so long. But um, I have to send out a rest in power to Dave from De La Soul, um, also known as True Boy the Dove, uh, Plug 2. Um, he passed away um, a couple, um, February 20th. Oh, uh, no. No, he passed away last week, and um, it's been a uh, it's been a whirlwind ever since. You know, um, for the for my whole culture, for uh, you know, for my people, um, it's been a really painful time, especially considering that the group is about to celebrate um, the release of the majority of you know, the entire catalog on streaming services on March third. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, the causes of death are currently have been you know confirmed, but largely suspected that um since dave uh, was rather open with his battle with congestive heart failure during the intro of the royalty keeps video uh back in 2017 um that he uh probably most likely succumbed succumb to that um then you know dave was also a uh, was a born in a haitian family so of course you know my wife and the whole diaspora is extremely proud um you know, I cannot understate how much of an impact um, the soul had on me back in 88, 89. Um, not coming from, yeah. quote unquote, the streets or what have you, you know, coming from that black middle class that, you know, was always on the brink of poverty and a little too far away from true wealth. Mm. Um, mm, mm. You know, were these kids that we, you know, I was part of a generation of kids to, whose parents worked hard for us to just be kids. And De La Soul was that generation of black kids that were allowed to be kids. And yeah. you saw black imagination on full fucking display for 24 fucking songs of insanity with the, with the genius of Prince Paul. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I actually have shed tears for this man's death because you know it was so it's so personal to me how you know what they what they did for me as a, as an artist what they did for um for black music period. You know the proof that we are far from a monolith, far mm -hmm. from it. Yeah. And um, our innovations, um, you know, are often misused, misconstrued, 
misunderstood and only truly valued, you know, until things like this happen. So uh, rest in peace to True Roy. Uh, condolences and uh, strength to his family and friends in the native tongues. And, uh, you know, going to keep it going on March 3rd. With my new podcast, the Test Person Podcast, which I will be revisiting the entire day, Lost Soul Catalog. Sorry. Okay. L, what's up? Man, I really don't have much outside of just really encouraging people to rest, uh, to stop and pause and sleep and nap, all the things, man. And I know it's difficult living underneath this capitalistic system and we have things to do, but I implore and am begging people to slow the fuck down and to begin saying no to things, to begin mm -hmm. saying, no, I got enough on my plate as it is. I want this space here for myself. And really just getting into that place of resting, man, as someone who is continuously pulling the cape on and picking a mantle up. One of the things I have strived to do this year is to say no more. I encourage other people to do mm. the same, man. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, what's up for me this week? Um, is a little story about when being a good Samaritan goes wrong. I never was going to admit to anything that I didn't do. I'm not no thief, but they didn't care. Sandra Wilson faced four years in prison for a crime she says and video shows she did not commit. She was charged with two felonies after police accused her of helping to steal a credit card left behind inside this gas station. Her crime? Taking it from the counter and handing it to a woman who she says told her it was hers. Turns out police say the card belonged to a different customer in the store. Sandra says she was trying to be a good Samaritan, but Detroit police said she was part of an elaborate scheme and arrested her. Can I help? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess Where this you is what you've... Uh, no, because this is what y'all want to do to me. After being interrogated, she was in lockup for three days, lost her job, and spent the next four months fending off two felony charges until Judge Paul Cusick would finally throw the case out. Shocked it ever got this far. Absurd and ridiculous and wrong. And this was not a thorough investigation. Even uh, after going to court, even the judge was like, this makes no sense. Why would you have arrested this woman and thrown her in jail for all these days? Like you guys didn't do any research. Detroit police still to this day is like, nah, we did the right thing. So be careful, man. Sometimes doing the right thing is not always the right thing for you, so. Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? Oh, man, you can find me on Instagram at the Orange Crush, T-H-E-O-R-A-N-G-E-K-R-U-S-H, or at SP Methods. Yeah, check it out. No doubt. L, where can folks find you? At Elgin Bailey on Twitter, man. No doubt. That's on the And I'm big old Mr. Yeah, I've, I've, and you've even been mighty quiet over there, too, but. Yeah, man. Conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for checking out another episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. 
follow us make sure you subscribe as i said before to our uh youtube channel so that you don't miss out on the next episode and if you really want to be family man come on over to the patreon you will not regret it but as always until next time informed intelligent in, in the, the black in the black this is this is the in the black podcast in the black bro Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen. In the black podcast, think your lad is all facts. He don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't raw, then you're informed. Intelligent elements always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen them, I learn, man, them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your lad is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast they fucked up who looks like watch black up here chat me here in the black podcast that your lad is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast we all lost the whole of them can none of them can control like that though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>